Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Off the Hinges podcast, episode eight. We are proud to announce that Brandon is back in the building. Hey, glad to be back. Thanks for hey, big shout out to Marcus's co-host, Mr. Sean. Last week did an excellent job. Hey, great job, man. Why don't you come back on the show sometime? Seriously, that was really cool. And if you forgot about it, we talk about what we want to talk about. You're going to get our honest feedback, honest discussion, not filtered out. None of that bullshit you got to worry about watching Fox News or CNN, any other program. But we give it to you straight because we don't care about other people's feelings. And it's our show. So we talk about what we want to talk about because it's not yours. Amen, sir. Hey, and, and you know what? We're both citizens, adult citizens, living in the world, living in the same nation you're in, living in the same similar community. Uh, you know, of course, things could be different, economic status, you know, so on, whatever. But hey, we're out there in the workforce just like you, two average Joes, two middle-class human beings. This is our take on things. This is how we see things. No one's paying me off here. No, I, no one's bribing me. No, there's no political money in my pocket. This is what I see. And we're not being influenced by anyone or anything except our <laughs> honest take on things. With that being said, if you'd like to, just contact us at Off the Hinges Podcast at gmail.com. No, just kidding. That's not even our real email. So take that and shove it along with the $5 you're going to give me to say what you want me to say. <laughs> I'm not saying we won't accept bribes. I never <laughs> said that. I'm saying we're not accepting any currently. Should you want to give us a bribe? Out <laughs> on Facebook, Instagram, off the hinges, off the hinges, uh, business at gmail.com is a real address. Not that we want bribes. We're just joking, of course. But Facebook, off the hinges podcast as well. And Twitter at off the hinges PC. Uh, hashtag truth seeking is the thing we're doing now. Check us out on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You name it, we're on there. So we're legit, man. We're big time. We thank and, you for listening, too. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can have the pleasure of listening to our voices in your e hole. Ear, in your ear holes. <laughs> I like e hole. <laughs> so, yeah, stick our podcast in your e hole. How about yeah. that? Put that Ooh. in your pipe and smoke it. Why listen to someone else's crap when you can listen to ours? We're giving you real opinions here. We're not you know, with the political fence. We're not one side of this viewpoint, blah, 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 blah. We give facts. You make up your own mind. So this is your show. So, hey, I listen to this show. I think it's a pretty good show. If you're narcissistic like me, you just do that kind of thing. I'd listen to this show if I wasn't on this show. <laughs> All right, so let's get down to the nitty-gritty. We wanted to talk about our good old fearless leader, Donald Trump, getting the quote-unquote coronavirus. Is it true? Is it false? So we got to start this week. We got to talk about something obvious. Hey, this isn't strictly a political show, but when you see something on TV, when you see something in the media, hear a story, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that raises red flags. You got to bring this up. That's what this show is all about. So fearless leader, Donald Trump, wouldn't you know it? What does he get this past week? He gets the dreaded coronavirus. Is that real or fake? Personally, they both in my opinion, acted like children on the debate. And I watched the debate. It was just, it wasn't pretty on either side. They should both be embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Right. So did you put that out right after that whole debacle that, Oh, he has the president, the president has the coronavirus in order to shift that information away from the debate to, Hey guys, forget about the debate. Look over here. I have coronavirus now. Then all of a sudden, everything's pulled out of all the media of him, I should say, both of them botching the presidential debate and just make it everyone talking over each other. Now, all of a sudden, everyone's just talking about how the president has the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And what does that do for future debates? What does that do for Trump's campaign in the future? Oh, I can't go out and do rallies. I can't. Uh, the next debate's going to be virtual, or you know, while Trump's taking a dump on a smartphone. I mean, well, what's that do for the the legitimacy of the whole thing? Is what I'm saying. Maybe it offered a reset. Like, okay, guys, we we botched this up pretty good. Let's get everyone's minds off of this. Let's move forward. 
and we're gonna we're gonna do this to kind of reset our debate campaign. Mm-hmm. I don't like this for a few reasons. The, okay. the, the, this is my two cents. There are a few reasons that are. This is just painfully too convenient for me. I mean, take a look back for a second, step back and think about this. You couldn't write a better movie script or a better story or a better novel. I mean, if you tried, then at the very end, these two, you know, I mean, America's been so divided. This, this is the most dividing thing. This stupid virus has, has divided us so much that, that anything I can think of in, in recent history, I, I mean, truly, just, just this stupid, this is even more polarizing than the, the, the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. This is going back to like Vietnam era where you're for the war, you're against the war. I mean, it's like, hey, you're, you're for the virus, you're against the virus, you're wearing a mask, you're not wearing a mask. You have long hair, you're hippie, you're against the war. You got this high tight haircut, uh, suit and tie, whatever, and you're conservative, you're for the war. Hawk or dove. I mean, the, the lines are so clearly identified uh, now in society. And th this, this spirit of division does no one any good. Obviously, it just serves to pull us apart as, as Americans, but I'm getting off on a, on a tangent here. But, boy, you, you couldn't have uh, drafted a better script, now could you, that he gets the coronavirus. And, wh and what? One month before the election. Damn. Not to mention, how fast was it that he's already up and coronavirus-free, as he says? Coronavirus-free. A couple of days. A couple of, a couple of days. Three or four he claimed to have gotten it and then is now over it, 100% free of the virus. How convenient that is that you have Donald Trump, who's 74 years old, six feet tall, 244 pounds, quoted as being obese but healthy by his doctor. Obese but healthy. It, it's 74 years old. Now, Isn't that the vast majority of Americans? It is, yeah. I mean, hey, Myself you, included. You know. Obese and healthy. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> you know. But, right, but here's but the you, thing. If it were to go the other way, they would say, oh, he died because of a pre-existing condition. Pre-existing condition. White House physician Sean Conley, right, a quote, obese but healthy and in quote the data indicates the president remains healthy uh that was back in uh in in june of 2020 he's quote obese but healthy however obesity of course being a pre-existing health condition of course he's 74 years old there's no way in hell that he should have just shrugged off <laughs> either choice a the coronavirus isn't nearly as bad as people are saying it is or choice b he didn't have it because i'm sorry He's got every risk factor imaginable, right? Doesn't isn't eating ninety-seven uh, or uh, drinking ninety-seven, uh, you know, cans of Diet Coke a day, uh, right? Fast food. Uh, did you ever read about Trump's diet? It's it's terrible. Oreo. I mean, it's, all these terrible junk food, and he just shrugs this virus off. In a couple of days, other people that run marathons and you know, older people, granted, that have ran marathons and they're now older, all of a sudden having a problem with it. I've read so many stories of people that write 20 years, years old, you know, whatever. This great, incredible bodybuilder, marathon runner, blah, blah, blah. They get the virus. They lose all their muscle mass. They're, they're a shell of a human being. The heart issues above, nearly killed, you know, a, a three-month-long battle or whatever. He gets it on Wednesday and shrugs it off by Friday or it was. I'm not sure exactly what days, but literally it was like two days. He's fine. So then what could be the reason besides a recent to make it out like he's uh, some national hero, you know, that if he can beat it, because I'll be honest with you, the first thing I said was, hey, I feel a little bit better about the coronavirus, me personally, because if Donald Trump got it and kicked it in a couple days, I'm sure I can have no problem getting rid of it. Did he put that out there so he can start putting back the pieces of let's open up everything? He was quoted on saying, don't let this run your life. But yet in most states, it's running everybody's life. Oh, it's, it's beyond running our lives. 
It's beyond running our lives. I mean, he, he's shrugging it off like it's the common cold. I mean, Jesus Christ, I've had common colds. I've had head colds, throat colds, uh, sinus infections, drainage, uh, stomach issues, you know, diarrhea, whatnot. I've had those, I've had those for weeks. I, we, my wife and I, um, a couple years back, our son goes to daycare. We, we both had a stomach infection so bad with almost uncontrollable diarrhea, too much information, <laughs> but uh, here you go. This show holds nothing back. That's why we're awesome. We both thought that we had a freaking stomach. We thought we had Giardia. We, we thought we had a stomach parasite, literally, because we were both so sick. Couldn't eat. I mean, this was weeks. And the doctor was like, uh, yeah, you got a kid in daycare. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want me to do? Get over it. Get over it. Drink plenty of fluids. Uh, I don't know. Drink super. There's nothing they can do. But literally weeks, a week's long battle with this thing. And that, that's nowhere near the, the, uh, you know, the, the death toll, the intensity of the dreaded COVID-19. But if it just was some political stunt, all the other countries, they would all have to be in collusion with each other to make it seem as bad as it is in America, in their countries. That's a little far-fetched for me. Right. Right. Well, if, if you go back and you think about a, a global elite that's running the, the, the picture, not just a, a national elite, but a, a global elite that is running the picture and they can all be on board with this whole uh, narrative. Consider, yeah, but what about the ones that aren't? What about the, the small countries that no one really gives a shit about? Mm-hmm. What, they and have nothing to benefit. Essentially, even if you do you know, give way and do whatever the the big global elites wants, you know it's only going to be a small matter of time before they're just like, oh, you're going to belong to us or you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you, there are nations across the world that are affected by this virus. So, but, but then, I mean, but it doesn't make sense because you got 74-year-old Trump, who's no picture of health, who brushes it off in two days or three days or whatever it is. Back in the White House, ripping the mask off like he's freaking Hulk Hogan. And, and consider this, businessinsider.com, recent study from New York Times or a recent report published, his initial idea, he floated an idea to surprise observers by ripping open his button-down shirt to, quote, reveal a Superman t-shirt underneath. He was planning on ripping his shirt open to show a Superman t-shirt. Does that sound like somebody who just confronted and, and beat those deadly, horrible things in the world right now? A Superman t-shirt? Does that not seem like a political stunt? And if you're going to do something, why not go full bore and get it tattooed on your chest? Yeah, you're, you're going to go in, get the tat. Get the tat. That's what get I would do. I, I imagine Trump has a, a tramp stamp that says Trump. Hmm. I imagine his wife has a tramp stamp that says Trump. It's probably, you know what it is. She probably has his face tattooed on her back. That way he could look at himself during. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, because he loves himself <laughs> so much. So much. A property of Trump or who, who the hell knows. And again, I'm yeah. not anti-Trump. I'm just saying it is what it is. Every person out there, whether you're Republican or Democrat, knows that that dude needs to get off Twitter. Yeah, that's that, that's obvious. But as of as of October, over two hundred and ten thousand people have died of the coronavirus in the U.S. Trump says, "quote Don't let it dominate you. Don't be afraid. You're going to beat it." End quote. But even people who say, "You know what? I don't know about the whole thing. It all seems like BS to me. I, I don't know whatever." But what what a predictive uh, programming. What a little subconscious nudge to everybody. We couldn't get his tax documents. We think he's going to release his medical records to us. Hmm. Could you prove that he has the virus? Could you prove he had the virus? You could prove that he had it, right? They have antibodies. I'd like to see those. I think, I think, I, I think the opposing campaign should say, this sounds like bull to me. We're going to uh, do a live antibody test right here on yeah. TV. I got a chuckle at today. I was flipping through the channels like any 
other fat guy does on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And Fox News came across my channel. Basically, there was calling Biden this crazy old man. I mean, is he a year older than Trump? Right. Right. Which uh, Trump makes him out to seem like he's like he's 30 years older. He's like four years older. <laughs> Trump's 74. Joe Biden's only 77. What they really should be talking about is how they're not producing any aid for the people that are still out of work. Right. They have, you know, Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump are back and forth and back and forth and and just not getting anywhere. My question is, is these parties are obviously for the parties and for the people that these parties serve, which is not the common people. So somebody, in my opinion, we should have a new party that says, hey, where were they to the common American people when we were going through the coronavirus? They gave us one check for $1,200 the last six months. Oh, what they're going to do now is they went ahead and they, they froze our rent and made it so we couldn't be evicted. But you know what? As soon as this is all over and you're going to have to get caught up, they're going to say, okay, you now have to get caught up on all your back two payments or you're going to get evicted. By the way, you're still making minimum wage. We're not going to help with that at all. You know, so where's the party that actually serves the people? Since when did this stop becoming America, the land of the free and just being America, the land of the corporations and the premise, but not actual freedom. Oh, amen. Amen to that. And what you say and what you do are, are two completely and totally different things. And we can, and all these to, these slogan taglines of keeping America great and bringing black, blah, 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 blah. Greed isn't illegal, folks. Greed is the American way. Greed is the democratic capitalist way. So I know you talked a little bit last week about artificial intelligence, the decline of American manufacturing. Uh, you know, good Lord. I mean, two years ago, what was made in America and what's made, what's made in America today? Everything is made in fill in the blank, kids. It's made in where? China. China. Duh. Duh. I mean, they own more of our country than we do. How is that sustainable? How, how long can that go on? And why the hell is something headquartered in, you know, Missouri when it's made in China? Well, here's the thing. I, I know a little bit about this kind of stuff. But um, first, I'd like to say, how are you going to expect? I know we talked about it last week, but if you, if you make the bridge between artificial intelligence, you know, future and artificial intelligence now, do you think those corporations are going to care about you? or the presidential races are going to care about you where they don't even care enough about you right now to give you a $1,200 check. But now everything's going to be automated. They're going to look at you and they're going to say, Hey, fuck you, figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's the American dream. As far as the businesses go and the foreign businesses, I looked this up because you'd be surprised at how many grants are available to people who aren't American to come into America to start their own business. Right. In order for you to get government grants here, 51% of your business needs to be in America. But that is the only qualification. 51%. Yes, there's other qualifications like you have to have a green card, yada, 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 but only 51%. So it's real simple. That's what allows them to put a headquarters here to, you know, put the business in suits that all make six figure salaries and then, you know, have Foxcom in China do the rest of the work for you for 10 cents on the dollars. You know what Foxcom is, right? No. No, what's that? Foxcom had a thing a couple years back. They are the manufacturers for like Apple iPhones, a lot of small technologies, okay? And these employees would get forced into contracts essentially to be able to feed their families, and they would work mm-hmm. them down to the bone for making very little money. It got to the point, there's a whole thing where a bunch of people, you know, over the course of working there, were jumping off the top of the building, you know, so they can get out of their contracts. They just wanted, to, they would rather die. And it got to the point where instead of saying, hey, we need to step back and take care of our people, instead, that what they did was they installed suicide nets around 
to prevent people from doing it. <laughs> That's uh, that 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 reminds me something of a joke from Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, if I may, his his uh his joke was that people doing stupid things and wearing helmets, that people aren't they don't stop doing stupid things that hurt them. All they do is just put a helmet on their head. You know, kind of the same deal. You're not addressing the root cause. You're not stopping the dumb behavior. I'll just put a plastic bucket on my head. So when I fall, <laughs> I can live to do something stupid again. So Foxcom is in Shenzhen, China. So it's basically a business park. And if I'm just using 2010, 2010 had 18 suicides. And they continue to go up because they were locking these employees in for very low pay. But they had to do it because they're now being forced to work for little money so they can take care of their families. And all the money goes to the 51% that is housed in America. And they were killing themselves to get out of their contracts. Right? Essentially, you know, on a smaller level, is it too far to say there might be a bridge of comparison here? Because the government doesn't care mm -hmm. enough about to say, hey, it's been several months. Let's throw out, you know, another 1200 to the people who need it, you know, throw up some qualifications and all that other stuff that actually really matters. So giving to the people that need it, don't get me started on that. But if you're giving, if you're doing that and say, Hey, we're going to figure this out, but we're going to give, a, it's been three months. Let's just, let's give a little bit more. So you're not dying until we could bridge the gap and to make a better agreement. It's both sides are complete babies and you've seen it in the presidential debates where they just talked over each other, didn't let each other speak. It's like listening to two kids fight over the last cookie. And you mm -hmm. need to realize at one point that you're not the cookie. Big business is their cookie. They don't care about you. That's, that's a wonderful quote that they don't care about you. If they cared about you, they'd be trying to help right now instead of fighting over that only their policy can go through. If you read the whole policy last time, only a fraction of, of what got passed got sent to the American people. Right? So how about make it so the American people are the ones hurting from this. Small businesses are the ones hurting from this. I guarantee you Luke Walton, the heir to Walmart, is not hurting over, over everything being shut down. That bill should have been passed to help out the American people, the American small businessman, and that is it. That's the, the principle of democracy, is it not? Democracy is defined as, one of the definitions, control of an organization or group by the majority of its members. Not a few of the richest members at the top, the majority of its members. Yeah. Are, are, are the people in control? People the majority of people? Is this what the majority of people want? The majority of people just vote for the lesser of two evils, which I'm sure everyone did with Trump and Hillary Clinton. They voted for the lesser of two evils, and they're saying, I'm fine with the outcome. But really, you shouldn't be. You're the one that puts them in the seats. You are the ones that control on whether they get the job or not. But we need to have term limits on every seat in office, not just president. Right? How many people... You know, in Congress have been sitting there for the last 60 years with the same old ideas and that barely can even still use their smartphone. But you need to change there. You need to say, hey, I need to stop being, I need to stop picking the lesser of two evils and maybe start being the hero itself. I need to do this. Get up off your ass, run for something. In order to be, in order to qualify for a president, you have to held a office and be 35 years of age. And live in the U.S. for 14 years. Yeah. And if it was reasonable for any member of the nation to become president, that would be a, a, a true democracy. Can you, can, how about a non-millionaire becomes the president? How about, a, how about 
I mean, how else would you market your campaign though without millions of dollars? I mean, realize that the Trump campaign had raised $1.1 billion for his campaign. I mean, imagine, what if you put $1.1 billion back into the economy? That's just to get him elected to fix the national deficit. How about the $1.1 billion spent on bullcrap was to help people? How is that even conceivable? What a waste I got of an money. Idea. It's a waste of money. I have an idea, and I want you to do this at home, people, because you could do it. You could do it anywhere. Do it right now in your car. I don't care where you are. Think about all the people that you know and say, is someone that I know personally more qualified to run the country than Donald Trump and Joe Biden. I have a little saying I like to use, and that is, if you look around and you're not the smartest person in the room, in your room, then you need to find another room, right? So what we're saying is the country, the two best people we can have to run the entire country is Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Oh, the, the, there are candidates. Those are the ones that are running. Now, if you, if you talk to the average person on the street, you talk to me and you, which are average people. I'm not a millionaire by any means, nor are you. Talk to the average person. Sit down. Five-minute five conversation, a little questionnaire. That, that's a great point. Do you honestly think that this 74-year-old man or this 77-year-old white rich male is our best choice moving forward? Yes or no? And if the answer is no, who would you recommend? It could be your uncle. It could be your boss at Walmart. It could be whoever. See, the problem is, is that you don't vote on who the Republican candidate is. The people of that party vote. You don't vote on who the, the Democratic member is. The Democrat votes. The Democratic Party votes. You vote to put those people in seats. And really, we all need to do a better job. Because how many people just go in there and just say, I, my parents were Republican, so I guess I'm a Republican. I don't know enough about a politics, so I am just going to go in there and just say, Republican straight. You don't know the ideas that you're voting for, and when you complain about stuff not happening, you're to blame. How many votes are cast that way? Tens of hundreds of thousands without even knowing the issues. Hundreds of thousands. Without like even knowing their name. No, even knowing their name. No, but, but, but like you said, I mean, it's, it, things are so polarized, it's either black or white. It's either Republican, and you believe all that they believe, or Democrat believe all that they believe, and you, you've got some great people that are, that are in the middle. You've got the Bernie Sanders out there that always starts off strong, but never is able to pull it together in the end. And why is that? Is he sabotaged? Because let me tell you, you, you talk to a lot of different people in how many different circles, they'll say, Hell yeah, Bernie. He's got some great ideas. I got student loan debt out the ass. I can't make ends meet. I'm making 10 bucks an hour, like half of Americans are. He's saying uh, things that people want to hear. But Talk to anybody. What's he missing that the other candidates don't have? The big party name and the big party backing. Big party it's all about backing. the money. It's all about the money. So why, why but, but, but even so, I mean, if, if you like the guy, Hey, write him on. But he drops out of the race, or he's intimidated, or he's bought out, or he's who the hell knows what happens. The American system is such a joke that people voted for Harambe in the last election, a dead gorilla, rather than actually voting for the president of the United States. And you want to tell me that you're happy with the way things are and that there's nothing you could do about it? There is something you can do about it. And that is, hell, even if you tried to start a GoFundMe and get the word around that you're trying to be, or you're trying to, to raise a political party that is actually for the American people and start that GoFundMe, run for a local office, find some rinky dink town in, in West Virginia or Kentucky and hold that office. You just gotta get popular right there. Then all of a sudden you qualify. And then take that fund in the GoFundMe account and start your own campaign trail, but actually come up with ideas that make it so that you speak for the American people.
Right now we're debating apples and oranges, but we really should be deciding if we need to chop down the fucking trees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And everybody, I, I, I love the term. I love the term to say, vote with your wallet. So vote with your wallet. If you don't want stuff made in China, then don't buy that crap. Buy something else. If this stuff isn't selling, they're not going to make it. But here's That's the, the only way. Do they make it so you can vote without your – so that you can vote with your wallet? How many people live in paycheck to paycheck are going to say, I'm going to buy this belt that's $30 because it's American-made, or I'm going to buy the same comparable belt for $6 in China because it's either do that and be able to buy McDonald's for my family after I get done at Walmart. Or... Because McDonald's is in Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there are so many – that it's such a multifaceted problem. You've got people underpaid that are overworked, that are just bombarded with information, uh, the, the, the dissolution of the family unit, uh, so many issues. We got a freaking opioid addiction. How did that happen? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I mean, there, there are so many issues that, that, that go into that, that, that you're, you're right. I mean, it, it creates a bottleneck that makes it virtually freaking impossible unless you do a great deal of soul searching, reflection, and research. Uh, in free time that then you try to organize your thoughts, you try to speak as a community, and you can't because you have to stay six part of, of six feet away from each other wearing a, a freaking surgical mask. And everybody's so obsessed with themselves on Facebook that there is no sense of community, no sense of, uh, of pride in community, no sense of a shared belonging. It's me versus you. It's neighbor versus neighbor. And that's just the way they want it because that's what keeps them in, in control, and that's what keeps them rich. All I can say is one thing, you know, we're still in the midst of, you know, the coronavirus. Think about everybody in your family and all of your friends, especially that are still working and say, hey, do they need a break? And why, why do I even say that? Well, Congress, they took a break in August for a month while you're still sitting at home going to work every day or not going to work every day, trying to figure out how you're going to make ends meet. But they could just say, ah, let's take a recess several times a year. Let's take months off. Let's take a month. Why? Because we need it. Because sitting in our chair all day, reading documents is much too hard. Not to mention single mom out there who's working at McDonald's 60 hours a week, just not, not to buy food, just so you, your kids can have health insurance. Right then, all of a sudden, father's in charge of the food and the bills and everything else because the single working American family doesn't exist anymore. But say, hey, do they need a break? Does she need a break? Because while they're doing that and on their feet for 12, 14 hours a day, Congress just decides, eh, month off from my chair. I need to go to a beach somewhere. I'm not going to wear my mask because it's all political. I think we need to realize and, and may, maybe take two steps back just in terms of what we've been talking about and, and, and to realize that the people that you see uh, at the top, that the people that are the presidents, the senators, absolute power corrupts absolutely. We know this. We know this. These people, they, they're not you. You're not in the club. You're, you're in our club, right? If you're mm -hmm. listening, you're in our club. You're, you're in the normal human being uh, worker bee club. OTH club, you know? We're the Off the Hinges club. Off the Hinges club. And, that, and that's a fine club to be in. But realize, you don't come from that bloodline. You don't come from that family. It's a big, gigantic club, and you're not in it. George Carlin gives a great rant on this on YouTube. Look up what he says. It's a beautiful thing. It's a giant club that you're not in. They don't care about you. You're at home thinking, one day I'm going to make it. And I've got some bad news for you. You're not. You're not. So, I'm sorry. I'm getting ramped up over this. I always do. You're all fired up tonight. I always get fired up over this. Are you being bribed by a political party to give some erroneous viewpoint here? What's going on? I am being brought by a political party. You want to know which party it is? I do. It is 
the future party that decides to do something about this. I don't know who they are yet. I don't know where they come from. But the future of the party that says, enough's enough. They're not watching out for me. They're not watching out for my neighbors. So I'll do it. That's who I'm being bribed by. That's who I'm pissed off for. Because everyone's saying, we need change. We need change. It's either Biden or Trump or Biden or Trump. It's not Biden or Trump. It doesn't matter who it is. Get different people in those further down seats that are going to change something. And if they're not going to change something, do it yourself. Now, I'm not saying going out and doing the whole thing of, of rioting and holding protests. Don't do all that. You could do it the right way. Go run for an office somewhere in your small town or whatever, right? Like back at home, back where I was from, there's a kid that's uh, in office now that used to eat his boogers in class, right? You can, you could do this. I like this guy. Let's have him on the show. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is if you want to make a change, don't go out and riot, run for office and then make a reach. If you don't think that the big parties will back you, that is absolutely fine. Nobody's ever said, look at American history. You have the Whig party, you have the green party, you have the Democrats, which are now Republicans, you know, the Republicans, which are now Democrats to switch back and forth so many goddamn times. I can't even tell who's who anymore. But the thing of it is, is make your own party. If you need to have the people, people will back you if you have the funds, right? So if we all join together and say, Hey, I'm going to find a shit ton of people that'll give me a dollar so I could start this campaign trail. So I could step Donald Trump talked about draining the swamp, but he's just a toad in the swamp. Mm-hmm. You got to get rid of everybody. If you want to make change and start being for the American people. Mm-hmm. How the hell do they know what the average American is going through? I mean, voting for them is like voting for Coke or Pepsi. We got to vote for a, a bottle of water over here. You have a designer president. That's a figurehead. It's a figurehead. If you think they're absolutely in charge, you're, you're absolutely insane because they're not. It's big business that controls them. It's money that controls them. They're not just like you. They're multimillionaires, both of them. Are you a multimillionaire? I'm not a multimillionaire. If you want to get rid of global warming and you want to do something about it, starts with change, people. Well, it starts, and the only way you can control that, the only thing that you can do is start within your own government, within your own uh, political uh, setting here, is within your house, within the four walls of your house. You can decide what you eat, you can decide how you live, what garbage in the media you do or do not consume. You know, there was a recent study by CNN a couple of years back that said second only to breathing, the number one thing that we do in this country is consume media. Whether it's a billboard, whether it's on the radio, whether it's a smartphone, whether it's Facebook, second to breathing. That's insane. Who controls that media? I'd vote for you. Okay, all right, I'll take it. That's one. I need what? How many more million to go? Just based off of the hair. Let's start a GoFundMe for Brandon to become president. Uh, However, you live in a small town. You could become mayor, couldn't you? I'd, I'd need to be vastly more sleazy and corrupted to become mayor. Uh, follow all the hallmarks that, that uh, you know, every other mayor in the freaking world and every other male in power does. You got to start accepting bribes. You got to start having an affair. You got to start doing this and doing that because that's what they all do because that's what men in power do as we've seen time and time and time again. Uh, I'd be the first, uh, right, happily married one that, that ever existed that wasn't having an affair. That's what men in power do. Money only goes so far. Okay, I got I got a million bucks. I got five million bucks. So what? Now it comes down to the power aspect and how it goes to your head. It's insane. You talk about an, addict, an addictive drug, but that's that, that's a a great debate that we're having. Being realistic, not sugarcoating things. You you can change. You can you can have a garden in your yard. Stop the reliance on this the the the, the Monsanto and, and the big food, big pharma, all that crap. Take care of yourself. Get off the prescription drugs. 
exercise more, take better care of yourself, right? More meditation, more reflection, drink spring water from the local spring, cut out all the crap. It's, it's such a self-serving uh, cycle that you're, you're eat, we're eating and drinking all this garbage that, that's in the grocery store. The grocery store is like a freaking minefield. You know, and, and then you even buy, to even buy vegetables and whatnot you think are good for you, they're still filled with GMO and pesticides and all that crap. Think I'll just I'll be a vegetarian or whatever. Still, the majority of what you buy is still is still literal poison. So what do you do? You get sick. So what do you do? You go to the doctor and support the the healthcare, the big pharma. They want you. Remember, folks, they want you sick. They don't necessarily want you dead yet, because if you're dead, you can't make payments. They want you sick in a state of general uh, malaise, general misery, right? General, eh, just existing every day but as long as you make your payments, that's what matters. Pay that mortgage off, then drop dead. So whether you're voting at the grocery store with your wallet or voting for your presidential campaign with your wallet, you should vote for someone that you care about who you believe can actually affect change. You know, if you want to get better groceries in your grocery store, I bet you a politician could do something about that. I bet your government can do something about that. You know, the FDA oversees everything. What's being allowed to be put on your produce is being approved or denied. So if you want to vote for that or any other aspect in your life that you're not happy about, you got to start with change. And if you don't see anybody that's doing something, maybe you got to do something. Not violent. Go the right way. Right? Like, to quote, you can either steal a bike or you can work hard and earn that bike. But you're going to care a whole lot more about it if you work hard and do it yourself. Mm-hmm. So, Amen to that. Now, how does a big business, how do they get the GMO and the pesticide-laden garbage inside the grocery store? Well, you pay off politicians, you pay off the EPA, you pay off everybody. They got big money. I don't have big money. I don't have millions of dollars. I can't go buy a Walmart to not keep it in there. I can't bribe my mayor to make a rule that that can't be sold there anymore. What I can do is not buy the crap. I don't buy it. So I grow my own. So I do something else. Yes, that requires effort. Yes, that requires research. It requires motivation. This isn't easy, folks. The easy path is to do what we've always done and let the system control you. That's the easy thing. It's hard to be a free thinker, to be a, a free thinking truth seeker, which is what everyone listening to this show is. And we, and we thank you so much for listening. But it's, it takes work. Yes, it takes work. A lot of work. But you can vote with your wallet and you can change. If nothing else, you can change your own life. And for those, for those listening to us from other countries, you could absolutely change what you like there if, if you don't like what's going on. Change it. Run for something. We need good people in these positions and small positions. You know, right? who's, this, who's to say that if you couldn't, yes, I live in a country where I have a dictator and I can't, I can't rise up through the ranks. I can get that, but you know what you do? You can control, you can control your town. You can make sure that the elderly people in your communities are safe, that they have what they need. You can make sure that there's lower crime rates. You can make sure that people stop being shitty towards each other, which America needs to take some advice from, but you can make change on your own no matter where you're at. Here in America, it needs a lot of change. And no one person and no one candidate is going to bring about all this change. This change needs to happen from within the people, not from within the White House from a, a rich white guy telling us all to be nice to each other while they're, they're born with a silver spoon in their mouth, have never suffered, never will. This needs to come from within from within us, within our ranks. They're up there in the, in the ivory tower. We're down here in, in society, uh, <laughs> the rest of us, quote unquote. That's where it needs to start. Community initiatives, community gardens, wellness initiatives. If, if, each, if each person who listens to this show goes and, and, and does one of those things and enacts one change in their life, if you say, hey, look, I'm, I'm not going to, we're going to do a meatless Monday or we're going to do a media-less Monday. We're not going to watch TV or listen to, you know, no bull crap today or, or cut out one of those things. Or, you know what? I am no longer buying my whatever from Walmart 
or I'm not going to buy this from freaking Amazon anymore. I know there's a local store that sells it. I pay $1.50 more. Well, okay, there's my charitable contribution to society. I'm going to buy it from this guy instead. It's just better for everything overall. Yes, it costs me slightly more. Yes, it takes a little bit longer, more of a drive to go there and get it. But good Lord, it's the right thing to do. You're keeping this guy in business. Jeff Bezos does not need another nickel of your money, folks. Find a way to do without it. It's we're all freaking doomed. How's that? How many times have you heard someone say when Trump was running for president, even after, on how, what does he know about America? He got loan a small loan of a million dollars from his father. Well, guess what? You voted for that small loan and you, you gave him control of our whole economy. You know? We're all not, guilty then. Not you, not saying you personally, because if you listen to this show, you are not part of the normal crowd. But we are saying is don't be afraid to not be part of the normal crowd. Reach, us to, reach out to us on Twitter, on Facebook. Let us know what positive things you're doing in your community. Now on Twitter, it's at Off The Hinges PC. That doesn't stand for politically correct. Otherwise, we wouldn't be making this right now. No, because this, this, these aren't politically correct ideas. And anybody out there who has families, who has children, for God's sake, this is a critical time. These kids, how they're going to grow up is going to shape the future of this world. If, if you think they can go on the way that, that, that we're going on now, I mean, take a look at things. Take a five-minute, just take a freaking long, hard look at things. Things need to change. And it's a lot harder to, it's a lot easier to mold a child than it is to fix an adult. 60 years from now, how many people of the elderly population is going to have a drawer or entire pantry in their closet filled with antibacterial soap, disinfectant wipes. How many people are going to have that? This is like growing up in the, in the Great Depression. We'll never look at society the same way again. I mean, how can you ever trust anybody again? What if they have the virus? Holy shit, what if they, what if they have the virus? They can't touch them. We can't talk. Ugh. When's the next one going to be? What's the next thing going to be? I mean, truly, what, what's the next thing going to be? But keep your eyes open, stay alert, question everything. There are so many things out there that are painstakingly obvious. Uh, they, they, I equate this to, the, you know, we had Osama bin Laden supposedly murdered uh, by Barack Obama uh, right before the elections there as well. I mean, you know, what another political stunt. Okay, you know, it couldn't provide a body or a photograph of the body. They buried him at sea. How convenient. Hoorah. How convenient. Don't you think the most wanted man in the world would have been paraded down the streets of New York City. Don't you think that'd be photographed? It'd be, I mean, wouldn't that, the, the age of the media, I could see if it was, if it was uh, 1915 and you couldn't get a picture of him, okay. But even then, you'd make damn sure you brought that body back and you'd put his head on a silver platter. How many old photos do you see of the soldiers taking pictures with the, the, the dead big boss, you know? Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's nothing new. Even in, like you said, you even go back to uh, World War One. even before that, you have soldiers posing with dead bodies. It was commonplace in warfare to do that. The Vietnam War uh, soldiers did that, would pose with uh, um, different playing cards, ace of spades, and, and, and so on, putting them in enemy soldiers' mouths and pictures and cutting ears off and toes and fingers. I mean, that, that's nothing new, some kind of a trophy. But you've, you've got the, the most wanted man in the world we've been looking for for what, a, a decade plus? Oh, yeah, we killed him. Uh, I, I got him. Okay, uh, next thing. What? What are the details? Where's the picture? Where's the video? Where's the interview? What, what happened? Oh, we, we shot him and he's dead. Okay, next, what for me? What? Well, that was convenient. What a great script. You couldn't write a better script. So, folks, remember, change comes from within. Change you. No one's going to change you. I don't give a crap who we elect president. Either one of these jokers, nothing, nothing's going to change here. Change comes from you. You need to change your life, change the way you look at things, and be in control of your life and stop looking to the screen for guidance on what to do, how to live, how to look, how to talk, how to think. The screen controls every aspect of our lives, and what comes out of there is garbage. 
that's put there by big businesses who want to keep you sick, who want to keep you dumb, in control. We're all better than that. Stop falling for it. Stop eating the garbage food. Stop consuming the garbage media. Start, you know, start to regain your humanity. That's what I'm saying. Take it back from the big businesses, the machines, the artificial intelligence. We're human beings. We run this country. It's ours. And we need to take it. Everyone needs to take their life back from the system. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so let us know what you think. You know, as always, get a hold of us on, on Twitter. I see a number of people joining us on our Facebook group. So, so keep that all going. But again, what we really want to do is, is we need help promoting our page to your, your friends and other people because we're small potatoes. There isn't no government backing behind us. Big business isn't throwing money in our pockets. Not to say nobody is right now, but I'm just saying that we could use your help by spreading us around to your friends a little bit. Just say, hey, hey, Joe, I know you're into politics or some other weird stuff. I'd like you to check out this podcast because we get into a lot of weird shit here and we will continue to do so. So please join us on our Facebook page. Just search off the hinges and look for our, our logo which will be getting redesigned soon. Join us on our Twitter at Off the Hinges PC, and you can find us on everywhere your heart desires podcast-wise. And lastly, please get a hold of us for any business inquiries at offthehingesbusiness at gmail.com. So thank you guys all for listening. Please share us with some of your buddies or girl buddies. We'll call them gutties. Sure. Anyway, just give us a share there, and we'll see you next time. Have a good night. Thanks. God bless you.